Welcome back to Talking Lead. This is episode 21. We're back at the Talking Lead studios. And we'd like to thank... Who do we thank first? Thank our bandwidth sponsors. Fire oh, yeah. Arms Firearms Radio, Radio Network. Network. So thank you to the Firearms Radio Network for being our bandwidth sponsor. So what'd you do with guns this week, Left Hand? Just going to jump into it, huh? Yeah, just jump into it. We'll introduce these guys later. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I was busy this week. I had graduation, had my grandmother's uh, 90th birthday, so I didn't do a whole lot with guns. I got to play with my new guns a little bit. So they did end up pushing it back from when we were at NRA then? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got to go, and it was a throwdown. That granny, man, she can... She can party hard she can at shake 90. shake a leg at 90, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's awesome. Throwing a few back. No, she doesn't do that. Um, yeah, I got to, got to know my, get to know my 1911 a little better, the uh, Remington. Yeah. And, uh, Did you shoot it yet? I haven't shot it yet. Okay. No. Uh, just uh, taking it apart, just getting familiar with everything on it. And the, um, the Ruger. Setting. What's that? Petting it, calling it your own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, peeing on it, you know, marking my territory. Uh, but, yeah, and the the GP, I mean, there's not a lot to do with it to get to know it. The GP100, the Ruger on it. Yeah, uh, that's about all I did. Me, I tried to get over pneumonia. I didn't know I had pneumonia when we recorded last week. I think everybody else did. I think everybody else did. I don't even remember half the stuff I said. Like when I said, I love lamp, like on Anchorman. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. And then when I was editing the show, I was like, when the heck did I say I love lamp? <laughs> yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I got over pneumonia. I started the Mike Deddy book, which we forgot to mention him on the oh, last podcast. Yeah, I did podcast. that too. Yeah. Um, got, we met a guy, Mike Deddy. He was part of an operation that happened before Fast and the Furious down in Mexico. And very interesting book. We won't go too much in detail because we're going to do a whole review and have him on the show when we're done reading it. Yeah, I'm enjoying um, it so far. I'm up to chapter eight. It's good. Uh, Guns Across the Border. Yeah, so that Mike Daddy book, if you want to check it out, is Guns Across the Border, if you want to read it. And, and that's can... uh, Mike, D-E-T-T-Y. Yeah, sorry about that. Guns Across, I think it's Guns Across Borders, Guns Across the Borders, something yeah. like that. It, it, it's easy to find. Just Google his name. He was a, uh, well, I guess he probably still is, but... Uh, he was a not an arms dealer, but what do you call him? Yeah. Sold guns. Yeah, yeah Sold okay. Guns, FFL. firearms down in arms dealer, but legal. Yeah, well, legal. And, Interesting story. Good and then, of course, I've been preparing for this weekend our fighting pistol class at James Yeager's. Oh yeah, I've been response. doing that too. Yeah, got my rounds in. I got working the, on my kit. Got the thousand rounds. Got that ready. Got loaded up all the mags. All right, so where'd you get your thousand rounds? Got them from the Nashville Armory. Nashville. Where'd you get your? You are you got yours got in the academy. Academy, that academy like two you months. You showed ago. up and they had like two cases. You yeah. got the thousand rounds right there. Yeah. Nice. And then um, now he's not sponsoring you on those, is he? No. Okay. I gotta pay him. I was gonna say. <laughs> I gotta pay him. A little bit coming my way on that one. No. You know what I did do this week that I'm like sad about. What's that? It has nothing to do with guns. You're sad. Yeah, I'm sad. And you, you did it something you're sad about. Yeah, I had to uh, get rid of my F-150 and trade it in. Company car was my F-150, and I had to get out of it, and I got that little FJ Cruiser out there now, which is kind of cool. sweet little ride. It is. I, gotta I thought it was to, yours. Uh, no. I thought it was Doug's. I just missed my yeah. F-150, yeah. man. That thing was nice. Yeah. You know the hardest part about driving those things? What's that? Admitting you're less of a man now. With, with the FJ Cruiser? Less of a man? Oh, man. And, and it's like baby blue, too. 
That's why I thought it was Doug's. Cause I thought it might be like Titan's color or something. No, no, no thank you. No, you pass on that one. I got a little Jeep out there actually. I got the oh. same thing. I got a company car too, and uh, and uh, you switch out all the time. So yeah. sometimes it's a plus. And like you fall in love with one car, and then all of a sudden it's like mostly Tahoes is what I, I get, but. I got a little Jeep Cherokee out there, which is cool, but it's not... It's not Tahoe, is it? It's not built for the big man. Well, if you don't recognize the two voices you're hearing outside of Left Hand and myself, uh, one is here in the studio with us, Doug Daddish. I said it right, right? Yeah. See, I was saying Daddish all the time, and then yeah, I heard you say Daddish. Nah, it's Daddish. It's an uh, interesting story about it. Uh, second generation American, Romanian, whole family, and our name used to be Dateshku. Whoa. And then uh, you get to Ellis Island. Apparently, they just write some stuff down and <laughs> turn into Daddish real quick. Just, Dude, that would have ticked off every like football uniform designer ever with that name. Oh, and it has a little, uh, it's uh, Cyrillic. So uh-huh. it's like a little weird thing over the U and all that. So. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of a bad deal. You see why they did that then. Huh? Nah. And uh, Just they didn't call you Dat. Exactly. Then you'd be in New Orleans. Doug Dat. Dat. Who Dat? Who Dat? You know. Doug is with the show Reaper Outdoors. You saw him on the video we did on YouTube where we interviewed uh, Reaper Zero One, Reaper Zero Two, which is Doug. Mm-hmm. That's me. And Reaper Zero Three. A uh, great group of guys. We'll talk a little bit about more about his show. And then on the phone, you hear Mr. Jim Irwin with US Elite Gear. How's it going, Jim? Doing well, guys. How's it going? Excellent. Doing good. Where are you? Can you say where you're at? You're on a special mission. I'm up, no, I'm out in the Central Lakes region of New Hampshire right now. Okay. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. So I'm a uh, former Army Ranger and Delta operator. I uh, did about 12 years in the military. Got out and pursued the special operations, excuse me, the uh, close protection operations. I did the special operations while I was in. Uh, just never seemed to leave my mind. I got into the uh, high threat close protection for about eight years. I'm actually currently still doing some of that on the here in the States. And got into tactical gear and uh, outdoor adventure gear, the uh, outdoor lifestyle, you know, warrior mindset, active lifestyle type stuff. And that's what I'm still doing today. So a little bit of protection and dealing in uh, high-end tactical kit. Which is uh, part, be of, we're part be of our topic about. today. Yeah, we're going to so, uh, later. As far as you go, I mean, you kind of mentioned it earlier. What what did you do with guns this week? So this week I was uh, I was down. Well, this last week actually for me, I was down in uh, Tampa at the uh, Special Operations Symposium out there at a conference, talking with industry about gear, weapon systems, what's new and exciting in the industry. And then uh, right after the show, uh, my publicist White Raven Communications held a annual hog hunt. So we went down and just outside of Fort Myers and hunted uh, wild hogs for the day with a bunch of uh, industry folks. Uh, Daniel Defense was one of them out there, brought out some weapon systems, so we were going to shoot some uh, 300, uh, 300 blackouts, 300 wind mag. That wasn't a Daniel Defense one, but I was shooting an FN SCAR 5.56. We had an FN SCAR Heavy. Uh, real nice variety of weapon systems out there. Actually, even had a spear. We speared one. That was pretty cool. Nice, I got nice. a couple kills with a 45. That was pretty, a Glock 45. I kind of had a little playing in. Okay, so for, so far you're winning. Doug, yeah, can, can, can you top him? Yeah. Um, you know, we we didn't actually go down to Sophic, but we we gave away a hunt down there with uh, Griff uh, from Combat Flip Flops. We we gave a hunt to their auction yeah. for the silent professionals. Uh, somebody bought it for a hunt to come out with us next year on season three, and then also uh, we were in Houston and we gave away two hunts at the Seal Legacy Fund 
for uh, all the guys that uh, end up giving their lives that are team guys. These guys come in, take care of the families, and do a bunch of good stuff. So That's awesome. We gave away two hunts while we were there. So we're going to take a couple guys out on a hog hunt. we got a helicopter lined up. We're going to be shooting a bunch of bunch of hogs out there in Texas. So, so do you do like oh, uh, they do like auctions to raise money for these charities? Yeah, we've done. Do? Uh, we did four of them this year, all for uh, military guys and uh, their charities. Right on. Yep. Good for you guys, man. It's, it's fun. awesome. Yeah, people get to have a good once in a lifetime experience, and we get to raise a bunch of money for a good cause. Yeah. So and have fun. Yeah, we have fun the whole time. They just get a little taste of the fun. I don't know about <laughs> these Texas. We've only taken out former military guys uh, so far, and these Texas boys are both. Uh, one's a billionaire, and the other one has oh, got a whole bunch of money. So I don't know if he's used to being uncomfortable. But <laughs> so, what's it going to be like when you take out uh, these YouTube and uh, radio show guys? It's going to be awesome. Is it? Yeah, we're going to have a good time. What do we have to? Do? Y'all are y'all are going to come up with like the most intense like insert, aren't you? You know, well, if we're going to be jumping, maybe. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That'd be the most intense thing we've done so far is jumping out. But am I going to need to get a physical for this thing? No, we don't require a physical. <laughs> you don't require them. <laughs> I'm just thinking it might be a good idea. You maybe might want one. But maybe an insurance policy. Jimbo wants in on some of this action. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get back to Jimbo. Oh, okay, go ahead. I, I got a question on the the plethora of firearms that you had on this hunt. What was your favorite? You know, I'll, I'll probably get laughed at, but uh, I was actually using my publicist's. Uh, FN Scarlight, and I was crushing it with that thing, man. I was hitting, oh, hitting yeah. hogs running 100 and 200 meters with a suppressor and dropped two of them between so 100 and 200 meters. You were using Megan's them. baby, huh? I was. <laughs> it was she had that <laughs> thing dialed in. I, was, I slayed with that thing. Yeah, she's a she, man, sponsors. She, she did such a good about. job on that hog hunt, man. Her coordination and having everything laid out and the food and water. And the, I mean, we killed 28 hogs, man. I mean, we 28? Wow. Yeah, 670 pounds of meat. What was That's the awesome. biggest one? Oh, uh, I bet there was one about 150. <laughs> we had two that were pretty good size, and I'll shoot you guys a picture later on. Uh, most of them probably in the 75, 80-pound range right in there. Yeah, man, send us some uh, pictures. We want to post yeah, those. definitely will. Did you guys eat them? Definitely will. We, uh, yeah, so we, once, the, once all the slaying was done, we, we took all the hogs back, and they processed them right there. Uh, we harvested uh, about 670 pounds of meat that... We took the, the, the white raven took to be turned into like summer sausage and something else, and then the remains of it, uh, the, the the place we were at, they have an alligator farm and turtle farm, so they feed the rest of the hogs to them, so nothing goes to waste. Perfect. Yeah, it, it was it was epic, man. It was a real good time and a well hosted, awesome. and I really look forward to doing it next year. Maybe we can get all of us down and get Reaper down there. We could uh, throw some support, bring a couple guys down, bring talking lead out, okay. and uh, we're in. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Time. That'd be awesome. Do a big fundraiser. Seeing how your publicist is our publicist too. <laughs> <laughs> we share that. Yeah, well, yeah, I Might be easier. It, it's, it's pretty easy to get our people to contact your people since it's the same people. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I, I got to know about the 300 ACC blackout. AAC. AAC. Yeah, I always screw that up. That's yeah. a conference AAC. in football. AAC. It, yeah. it was. Uh, it did real well. That that round did real well on some hogs. Did you shoot it suppressed? Uh, what's that? Did you shoot it suppressed? Yeah, almost everything out there was suppressed. But oh, yeah, okay. the one down defense brought out was suppressed. So okay, so you shot there three hundred. That's sweet. Is yep. it the one that's yep. that's uh, internally suppressed? Yes, yes. Oh. Uh, I actually physically did get to shoot it, but there were some boys out there that were rocking it, and uh, they they really dug it. Yep. I shot the uh, the star in the uh, in a in a, uh, a suppressed forty five. So I had a good time. Swacking a couple pigs with that forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. 
Now, did anybody pull a Reaper Zero One and just run up to it and stab it with a dagger? Uh, we didn't get a dagger. We oh. did get uh, <laughs> two thick spears. We had this one hog that I was gonna I was gonna try and shoot it up close, but the dogs had its face, so I was gonna run up on it and just smoke it. Then. What kind yeah, of dogs so did I you? I was afraid use? to hit one of the dogs, man. And uh, yeah, because after a while they wouldn't come out of the brush, man, because we were just laying hate on them out in the open. Toad <laughs> 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 on it, so like, oh man, get in the woods. And so they had it in the shrubs. So we pulled dogs out, spooked out a couple, and then we, um, myself and a couple others, went in. After a couple with a, I had a forty five and we had a dude with a spear and then we had a backup uh, guy with a with an AR. That's and, sweet. Uh, hogs got a hold of this one, or a uh, dog got a hold of this one by the head, and I'm trying to you know, get up on a shoot. I was afraid I was gonna hit one of the dogs, so we ended up getting uh, another guy grabbed the back legs, threw it against the tree, and one of our guys just gave him the business end of a spear. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, those are tough to kill, though, man. Literally, I mean, they're they're tough. They're no joke. So. A lot and we are too, but a lot of our listeners are dog lovers too. What kind of dogs were they using? I, I couldn't know. even begin to get, and they just they're talk dogs, I guess. They weren't anything high speed and badass. They were just a couple, a couple of mean ass little dogs. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. Bred to be yeah. badasses, huh? Yeah, Typ- yeah I they, mean, typically they, they yeah. were they were on our buggy, and uh, when they would get going, when we get going, we'd start getting close to hog. They'd start squalling, man, and I was just like, check that, I'm bigger in Stuttgart, man. There'd be a hog. I think you'd need a big it, dog for. It's two, uh, well, the ones we've been on, they have two types of dogs. One are chase dogs and one are uh, attack dogs, kill dogs or whatever. And the chase dogs are usually mountain curs and something else. They're mixed. And then the attack dogs we've seen are like Doberman and a pit bull mix or a uh, pit bull and uh, black lab mix. Um, See, nobody uses the actual boar hound, which is a great dane. Yeah. That's what great danes were bred for or they're boar hounds, but oh well. How long would they last out there? They'd be Not tired. Long. They'd get scared. <laughs> like anything, as long as they're trained. Yeah. Anybody that's ever had a Great Dane, they know they're ex- whoever wrote Scooby Doo. They nailed it because they're scared <laughs> dogs. Mine's not. Yours is deaf. He's not scared, though. Because he can't hear anything. Yeah, but when he sees it, <laughs> he's on it. Of course, he'll run behind me. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he is a little scared. Uh, one thing we forgot He's to do last boy. week, uh, a lot of these guys, when we met down in the NRA, they gave us some codes uh, to utilize for all of our listeners to use. And then uh, Reaper is being, Reaper Outdoors are being, R is, Reaper Outdoors is, yeah. R. Reaper the, team is. Reaper team, there we go. There we go. The Reaper team is generous enough to give us a couple of theirs to announce on the show. First one is Next Level Training, the CERT Pistols. We posted this on Facebook. Mike Hughes, one of the developers of the CERT Pistol, and he's a part owner, right? Yeah. 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 He's the, he's he's the, the primary the, uh, owner. Founder. He's yeah. the founder. Okay. Yeah. Of CERT Pistols. Um, he gave us, if you want to get a 15% discount, nextleveltraining.com, and then you enter in the code when you go to purchase Talking Lead NRA 2013. That is the code to get your discount there. This this company from this weird guy we met down there, um, he's like bald head, tattooed, crazy guy, US Elite gear. I mean, the company sounded awesome, but this guy was just strange. <laughs> that was a nutcase. Yeah. Oh, guy. wait a minute. You, wait do a minute. you? <laughs> was his name Jim? I think his name was Jim. <laughs> Didn't somebody call him Steve? <laughs> Steve Irwin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, Jim, the guy you hear on the phone, uh, gave us NRA 10, and that's a what, 10% discount? 10% off the site, yes. 10% off. So if you go to uselitegear.com, is that correct? Give, yeah, give w- it to w- us. www.us-elitegear.com. So us-elitegear.com and enter NRA10 
you'll get 10%. Why are you so horrible with websites that have dashes in them? AAC had a dash in it, too, yeah, and you're I, jacking that up. Yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> it's the dash. It like it's, triggers my ADD. And then uh, we've got Lone Wolf, where if you enter the code FRN at the end of it, when you purchase whatever you're going to purchase, you're going to get a discount from them. And then Reaper Outdoors, uh, they're giving us a couple of their codes. Miltac Knives, which these knives are awesome. We went and we ran into you guys. Y'all were at their booth. Yep. And I thought my SOG Trident was just the best thing in the world. And I picked what? up one of these knives. Too logic, baby. I picked up these knives and I was like, what? The? I mean, they just felt like five hundred dollar knives they were solid they were the grips what were the grips made out uh they're a carbon fiber they're a carbon mixed grip i don't really know what the g10 kind of feeling to them um they're awesome grips i can i know from experience stabbing hogs your hands get all bloody and everything they actually Mm -hmm. get a little stickier um we we treat them like they're supposed to be treated like tools we beat the ever-living crap out of all of our knives and they stood the test, and um, Craig's also a great guy, always helping out the military, always doing the doing the things you should do as a company. For nice. sure. Doesn't he? Uh, don't they like transfer to your 1911 too? Yep, they the do. Grip. The uh, all, they make a lot of great grips as well that you can have matching knife grips with your company logo inside your grips. They they inject mold them, I guess is what they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you can have matching knife grips with your 1911. Cool. I think they do almost every p- main you know production pistol out there. Right. For nice. your grips. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they were they were really really awesome knives. Make Great some guys. from my uh, Remington. Yeah, my low end nineteen. What's you the get talking lead? That exactly. Uh, it's What's mill dash tack. See if it's got a dash, I'm not allowed to say it anymore. Yeah, mill tech knives and tools. You can go to rebrightdoors.com and go straight there and uh, click on their stuff. So is that and like then, a trend for the, in the military world or firearms world? Is you got to have a dash? I guess. We Do we need to go a, talking dash lead? Yeah. Dot com. We need to change it. Yeah. Talk dash in. Dash lead. So it, <laughs> and then that's a 10% discount, that's, right? That's 15%. 15%. 15. So yeah, 15. you enter Reaper, the code Reaper, R-E-A-P-E-R, yep. and you'll get 15% from Miltac. I want your logo on there. Y'all have the sweetest logo. I love it. We like our logo. It's it awesome. It, we, he's, he's been sporting the hat around like crazy, too. I was going to wear it tonight, but I didn't want to seem like a fanboy. So. No, it's all good. I got all our kit on because uh, people don't <laughs> you know, see it and buy it and see what they can do with it. I like the shirt. And then the other one that y'all are giving out, uh, onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com. They are a supplement company. And I have read and researched a lot of supplements over the last few years. This company seems very, very legit. I've heard a lot about them through uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. And uh, I was actually going to order some stuff today. And I'm glad I didn't because now if I enter the code Reaper, R-E-A-P-E-R, in there, I'll get a 10% discount there, too. Yes, so. yes, you will. It's a great bunch of products. Uh, playing football, used a ton of supplements throughout my life. Got hooked up with them kind of the same <laughs> way you did with Joe Rogan's podcast. I ended up, I was actually in Green Bay at my buddy's house. Uh, he plays football up there. And the owner of the guy that started on it, Aubrey, was there for the game. So we hung out, talked to him, and we we're like, hey, man, this is awesome. And he said, hey, I love what you're doing with the show. Let's be a part of it. And that was it. So Awesome. Since day one, before we even had a show on TV, they were a big part of us. And What kind of um, supplements do they have? They make uh, stuff for your brain. They make like stuff. Like ginkgo for, biloba, something like that. Oh, there's even some, more some, intense. No, it's, uh, yeah. 
It's Alpha Brain is the one for your brain and uh, makes it super clear. Gives you crazy dreams you can remember. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of cool stuff. Just gives you gives you a sense of clarity. We we're actually doing a an ongoing test right now. Where we're shooting with Alpha Brain without Alpha Brain. Oh, and nice. We're trying to see if it makes any sort of a difference. And we're doing it for the next. That's a uh, cool test. Yeah, we've been doing it over the last year. We ought to do a test where we record with Alpha Brain and without Alpha Brain. And if it's a good show, then hey. You, know. you, you definitely need it. Yeah. That's called Adderall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it works very well. Yeah, you probably don't want to mix uh, supplements there. If it's working, I'll stick just be with like it. i this all day. <laughs> like I, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Andrew. Mean it. All right. So. Hey, Ralph, Simplify, do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. So this week's Jack Wagon of the Week is? NPR, National Public Radio. And I don't remember the name of the reporter that was doing the interview, but, and they were interviewing this guy about drones. Mm -hmm. And you can actually, I guess in college now, you can major in drones. You can major in drones. You can major nice. in drones. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the chick that was interviewing him obviously had an agenda, uh, and she was trying to push it. Being harmless at first, just asking all these you know, straightforward kind of questions, and tell us about the drones and your students and what your program's about. And then out of nowhere, she hits the guy with, so don't you feel like you're, you're training uh, assassins? Oh, wow. And he, and he had like this big pause, and he's like, well, well, no, our students have nothing to do with, with armed drones. It's for surveillance and intelligence and counterintelligence type stuff. She goes, so you don't feel that you're training uh, assassins? So that is our jack wagon of the week. For the, or, were you going to say some more about it? I think I said about I like all we it. need to say. Yeah. All right. Cool. Our interview questions we ask everybody new that comes on the show. The big three. We'll start with you, Doug. All right. All right. First question. How'd you get into guns? My dad. Your dad? Yeah, growing up with him as a kid. Uh, my dad's a fireman, so he's a safety-conscious individual. I remember as a kid watching... Uh, my, before I was allowed to handle the gun, I had to watch Eddie the Eagle, you know, mm. the NRA, uh, oh, yeah. the Eagle guy. Mm. You know, he talks all about his <laughs> yeah. gun safety and all that. And cool. That's my first memory with guns. And then I, I think he did it just to scare me or just to really respect the power of them. But we have this old single shot, 20 gauge shotgun. And he was like, hey, you know, he, he shot it. He was like, hey, here's what you do. You know, here you go. And uh, man, I shot that thing and I thought it broke my arm. I mean, wow. it, and then just recently, 20 like, gauge, 20 gauge. Wow. I was probably, I don't know, six. Oh, okay. yeah. So you weren't a big guy yet then. <laughs> I was big for six, but not for that thing. And, uh, just recently I went back and shot it just to see what it was like. It's like they, nothing, right? You know what? It's got the, it's old. It's got that metal butt plate. It sucked still. <laughs> it still sucks. <laughs> it sucked. Jim, what about you? How'd you get into guns? I got into guns at a pretty young age too. Probably, I don't know. Well, not young as most, probably around 10 or 11. And growing up in the mountains of California and just running around the woods, man, always wanted to have a little set of ninja booties, you know, but then I realized <laughs> ninjas didn't have guns, so I put those away and uh, picked up a pair of hiking boots and uh, went out in the woods, you know. Oh, I just had a million-dollar idea. Hiking boots with a little split toe, like the ninja booties. <laughs> there you go. They already have those. Oh, uh, crap. Okay. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So? So uh, yeah, I had a little twenty two rifle, man. I used to go out and, you know, try to shoot birds. And uh, I kind of, I had the advantage, though, because my stepmother was actually a wildlife biologist. So she would take me out and taught me how to do all this land nav, and I found out where all the birds are she was looking at. And I'd go out later. <laughs> 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 
That went over like a fart in church. <laughs> nice. Do you remember what kind of 22 it was? Uh, Marlin. It was old Marlin 22. Cool. Lever action? I think it was. Uh, my memory's horrible. Uh, I apologize, but I think it was a little lever action Marlin 22. On it, not calm. Right? That... That's it. Alpha brain. Alpha you remember brain, your past. Memory action. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff's so good, it'll help you remember when you were three. Second question we've got. Uh, we'll start with you. Yours is going to be short, and then we'll go to him. Okay. Do you have any military law enforcement experience? I have zero. Okay. Jim? <laughs> yes, sir. Give us a little bit you of your military it? law enforcement background. You kind of gave us a touch, but. Yeah, Reader's Digest version, or you want an extended version? Yeah. Let's get details. A little bigger than Reader's Digest, but not like uh, War and Peace. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not award winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, I joined the military, uh, Army in 1989, and went into the Ranger Ranger program, unassigned Ranger. Thought I wanted to give that a shot. And I talked to a, a local guy in my hometown who was a Ranger in Vietnam. And I was like, man, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. So uh, I got lucky, made it into the Rangers. I, got, I went up to Fort Lewis, Washington with 2nd Battalion, and uh, spent three of the four years I was there. I was a sniper. Left there, went up to Alaska for a couple of years, ran a scout sniper program, and realized that uh, this wasn't my cup of tea up there in Alaska. Uh, Delta recruiters, Delta Force recruiters came through, and I raised my hand. Got lucky again, made it through all the selection process, and I don't know how, but didn't get hurt, and came out the other side and uh, got into Delta, and uh, did a couple years out there as a as an operator, kicking doors. I really enjoyed that. You know, got getting to learn the beauty of the carbine and the and the pistol work, uh, doing that uh, that type of work. You know, the, uh, the hostage rescue, you know, and the counterterrorism and things like that. Really, really good time. I learned the uh, protection trade while I was out there. Spent my last couple of years in the Army as the uh, with uh, F Company 51st Infantry long-range surveillance, running uh, their pre-fall program. Had a real good time with that. Uh, really good group of guys. Now, I thought so, Delta uh, didn't exist, quote-unquote. Hi, Ferry. What's that? <laughs> I thought Delta didn't exist. Sure does. Well, well, you while you're there, they don't. What's that? While you're assigned to the unit, they don't. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're out, it was uh, actually real. <laughs> Once you're out, it goes right in your in your documentation and everything. It's not a secret what's been there. So I got to ask, have so you while, ever met Chuck Norris? What's that? Have you ever met Chuck Norris? <laughs> no, never met Chuck Norris. And unfortunately, uh, the, the one thing that the SEALs do beat us in is their movies are usually better quality. So. <laughs> 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 but that's all I'm going to give them. <laughs> there you go. All right, Doug, our third question. When it comes to pop culture, whether it's a music, song, video, movie, TV show that involves guns, what is your go-to? Video game, whatever. There's so many that involve guns, it seems, anymore. You know, my go-to, no matter when it's on, I got to watch it, is Platoon. I don't know what it is, man, but it sucks me in every time. I've seen it 8,000 times. Totally sucks me in. I love it. Willem Dafoe's character in that movie is just... He's Unbelievable! Did, did he win an Oscar for that? I hope. I don't know. He should. He should have won something. Yeah, it was, was amazing. Uh, it's. It was. I mean, it's just a really solid movie. I think right. Psycho Sheen was nominated for something if he didn't win one. That's where he. I think he may have got his Tiger's Blood over there when they were filming that or something. Is that Perhaps. Where it was? Yeah, that's probably yeah. where it was. And it, and a uh, little known <laughs> fact about Platoon. Uh-huh. And I just found this out the other day. But it's part of a trilogy by really? Rob, by uh, by uh, Oliver Stone. And uh, the first one is Platoon. It's about uh-huh. his experience uh-huh. when he was there, except not really. It's just based on something. And then the second one is Born on the Fourth of July. Really? About somebody coming Tom back. Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom yeah. Cruise. And then the third one um, is about the Vietnamese experience 
uh, over there, and it's about this lady wrote this crazy book, and the movie came out about ten years ago, and I'm, it's escaping me right now. Oh, is it the Killing Fields? It's not the Killing Fields. It's uh, the Killing Fields is about Thailand, okay. but uh, or Cambodia, or Cambodia, Cambodia, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so there's a trilogy on, it, and you see the the Viet Cong style where these people were just living in this village, and it was like when the when the U.S. came, they were screwed. When the Viet Cong came, they were screwed. Wow. Either way, they were screwed. They're, screwed. They're just trying to be simple farmers growing some rice. So yeah. wow. Anyway, it's kind of kind of a cool deal. Yeah. Then Stone have another movie coming out soon. I thought I heard him. Uh, he in does. The, I can't he's got. Uh, he always has something weird and controversial coming out. Yeah. He's he's got a series on uh, Showtime right now. It's a bunch of documentaries. Yep. Yeah. They're yep. actually some of them have been pretty good. Some of them have been out a little out there, but he has an agenda with all his stuff. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of interesting. It is. All right, uh, Jim. What about you? As far as Pop culture goes, video games, movies, what's, what's your go-to? Oh, I would say my go-to is, uh, it's not necessarily a, a gun movie, but uh, Gladiator, you know, the, and... Uh, Russell Crowe? Yeah. Pop two favorites. It, it's got gun weapons. Movie, we can't weapons. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's weapons. But uh, just that whole mindset, you know, that the, uh, the just, they just don't quit, man, even until they're, you know, face down in the dirt death. It, you know, yeah, that warrior, that, that's, that's... It is a good movie. movie. That's one of my... My top, probably top fifteen movies. Yeah, now, I heard. I heard through Little Birdie that uh, there was a Ghost Recon video game that you just like love to play all the time. <laughs> uh, I think I know this little bird. So, yeah, I actually, uh, I actually got to do five days of motion capture for uh, Ghost Recon Future Soldier in the video game. So I, I uh, I'm actually in the credits on that and uh, did a, a bunch of the non-player character movements. And I promise well, I won't post that picture. <laughs> yeah, but that equated to us dying about 400 times in, in every different direction. <laughs> were you uh, were you assigned a certain character? No, they uh, they took a lot of the movements. Uh, so you're like the, the little so people that get killed? Like the... <laughs> so as we play it and we see, like we start shooting people, and we're like, wow, that body flying looked a lot like Jim. Yeah, so those movements, exactly. You like shoot at a guy <laughs> him like dodging and running for cover and diving over walls or when you do hit him and they they, they, they go turkey necking over like face down yeah, those were the movements i did for the for the game so you wore one of those like you wore like one of those body suits with the little yeah, uh the little star. clown noses all over them i don't know if they're uh, ping pong white, balls. white ping pong <laughs> little ping pong balls yeah, little IR uh, ping pong balls all over it, and the uh, black unitard that say that that does not breathe, and IR lamps get <laughs> nice. You know, just because you you call them IR sensors, it doesn't make it any cooler. They still look like little white ping pong balls all over the black leotard. <laughs> Did you do the centipede? <laughs> So we're not going to be playing the game, and all of a sudden, like this insurgent comes across in the middle of the street and starts doing the centipede <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> like this, Jim. Well, the topic we're going to talk about it kind of worked out perfect. Both of y'all came on the show uh, last week. We did a we kind of dabbled in the prepping subject a little bit, and Jim, your company deals with kit. You know everything you need to go into a certain situation. And Doug here, and being a part of the Reaper Outdoors team, we we're going to talk about the best things to have in your kit for a, a good, safe, fun hunting trip. So, kind of let Doug start off with some of the good things yeah, you absolutely. think. Well, uh, absolutely. You know, the first thing that I would say is to bring the Reaper THV, which is the tactical hunting vest that we developed with a group out in uh, out in San Diego, and it's uh, it's based off your you know your plate carriage system that the guys have been using. Um, mm-hmm. 
but it comes with uh, 10 modular pouches that you can customize and do whatever you want with that you can have set up for any sort of hunting trip that you go on. And we've been, we've been using it for over a year now. Um, you can purchase it off our website, reaperoutdoors.com. And we've, we've, we've been able to – the people that have bought them and used them really like them. Me coming from the athlete side, traditional hunting side, I never had used a chest rig you know, or anything like that for your kit. And wow, is it convenient. I mean, yeah. it's the most convenient thing on the planet because everything re- you need is right on your chest. Minimal movement when you're in the woods, so you're not reaching for a bag or unzipping a bunch of crap or something on your waist. Um, it's all in front of you. Um, what kind of material is it made from? It's made from uh, really high high quality uh, nylon gear. You know, it's uh, you got the pals webbing. Yeah, it's all mollied system. Yeah, okay. the whole thing's mollied from start to finish. Uh, it's it's actually based off a chip, uh, a plate carrier system. We just don't have a back plate on it, so it's lighter and, oh, gotcha. uh, and easier to use. So we can throw you can throw your backpack over top of that if you need, like we do when we're out there uh, in the woods for you know five ten days at a time. Water system or whatever. water system goes in there. Um, you never know; the deer may evolve to like attack us. You may need a back plate. They may. Yeah, that would be hunting awesome. a bear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, a, and boars boars will come after you for yeah. sure yeah. they'll turn yeah, and face you um, but yeah so I would bring I would, I'd bring that and then you can bring all your good stuff in there but also a good place to carry your Copenhagen or your, your, yeah, your we have bars. we do have a, we have a specialized dip pouch that fits right on your system it's got molly on the back and it's a little round thing it's waterproof believe it or not <laughs> nice and it's uh, we call it the essentials pouch but it's made for Copenhagen Y'all, are, y'all are killing me just thinking about it because I got my nicotine gum in right now. Cause or you could carry your, your brain pills. You can carry brain pills, yeah. yeah we have the alpha brain. Yeah, we have the alpha brain. We have a little uh, little pouch that we actually, one of the little slots in there is based for that because we shot a bunch of stuff out there with them. And uh, <laughs> one of the pouches you can, each one of them is, uh, it's got little elastic straps in there. And each one of those little elastic straps is made for the uh, for the bottles. So you can plug all the bottles in there. And, oh, nice. And take them with you. Yeah. So they can get that on your website? Yeah, website, reaproutdoors.com. And they can use their discount code? Mm-hmm. Discount code on it. You can get a whole kit ready to go, man. I'll reap it out. The other thing is just the thing that I've learned a lot is working systems. Jim talked. Jim was talking about weapon systems earlier. And the thing that, that we, what we really stress on the show is working your system. So if you're going to go out and do a bow hunt for a deer, you need to have your system set up, your gear set up in a way that you're going to go out for a bow hunt and a deer. It's going to be different than going out in a cold weather rifle hunt. Mm-hmm. Um you need to be set up for what you're doing and working your system, knowing your system, and having everything ready to go is the most important. Thing. And when you say ready to go, that's pre-prepping. That's yeah, pre-prepping. Getting, getting your stuff ready to yeah. go days ahead of time. Yeah, we keep uh, – I mean, it's it's kind of stupid, but Ron, our host, has drilled it into me to keep everything ready to go. So with the THV, I got it hanging up, set up for the next hunt, whatever it's going to be. Our next hunt's going to be a groundhog hunt, so I'm already set up with that. I got my camera stuff in there, got all the stuff I need on it. I can just throw it on and go anytime I want. And same thing with all with all your hunting gear. You know, you shouldn't even, you shouldn't just throw it away in a bin somewhere. It should be out, ready to go, preferably in a scent-free sack. So you're not getting all your house smells into it. Staying prepped is the way to go. Checking the weather before you go. Oh man, yeah. Knowing the hunting laws where you're going. Y'all, yes, that is a major, and that's part of your prep. You that's, know, that's part of prep. We hunt all yeah. over the country, and you wouldn't believe the crazy laws that some places have um, with restrictions on this. And if you're if you if you're a guy that carries, like we all do. Every state's different. You don't know about reciprocity. You don't know the different stuff. Some states, you you can have a uh, concealed and carry, but you can't carry while you're hunting because then you have two weapons and 
Some states they don't care. Some states you can open carry and have two weapons. Some states you can't. But you got to be really careful, especially with a television show, because we're on camera, and if we're doing something <laughs> stupid on camera, people are going to get you. are busted. Well, yeah. yeah, it's 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 proof. You're of not illegal. exempt, right? Yeah, it's proof of doing something illegal. And we were in Pennsylvania, and we were hunting with uh, with M4s up there. And you're not allowed to hunt with a semi-automatic weapon. But what we did is we peeled the gas tube out of there, and guess what? It becomes a there you go. It becomes a single shot weapon. You had three rackets, so people were up in arms about it because we killed like thirty. I don't know, like thirty-eight groundhogs in two days. So, but on the show, it looks like we're just slaying them, like you mm. know, bam, 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 bam. But you know, in reality, it's single shot. It's single shot. So you're racking it. So we made a point to show the racking with round and all that. And uh, so, in other know. words, if you're gonna have a TV show, you better have a good editor. Yes, <laughs> a great editor <laughs> that helps quite so, a bit. So. I've been watching a few of your videos mm-hmm. uh, on the Reaper Outdoors YouTube channel and a few of the episodes, and do you, do you follow the comments that are on there? Because I, I, made, I made a comment <laughs> recently, not the one about your hair. There's uh-huh. another one I made. Yeah, I'm watching this episode, and, I mean, they're, you know, Ron's standing there, Reaper Zero One, he's standing there, and he's talking to somebody on the radio, and then you're, you're filming, and then oh, yeah. they go to both of you, and they're like, all right, I'm coming to pick you up, and it's, like, intense. And he pulls up, I guess it's a tactical... Yeah. Escalade, <laughs> yeah, in an Escalade, in a Cadillac, I'm, and so I, I, co- I posted a comment. I was like, at uh, two minutes and thirty-one seconds, is that a tactical Escalade? <laughs> it, you know what? Uh, when when Ron Rippers are one is behind the wheel, anything becomes tactical. <laughs> he he assumes that's that he, right. we try to roll it at all times. Um, we actually lived out of that thing for four days. And really? We slept in there and did all that. It was my. It was uh, the store I work for. One of the stores that I do uh, commercials for. It was one of their cars. And he was like, "Hey man, what do you want to take?" And I was like, uh, "I'm sick of taking trucks, bro. Let's get this. Let's take this Escalade." And uh, he was like, "All right, whatever, man." So we took it and uh, right on. Had a you great take whatever time they give you, right? You know what? That's the thing. So and the sponsors want to give. And also, we want to show, like, honestly, I know a lot of people that hunt that don't have a truck, and you assume hunting is all about trucks and everything, and I just wanted to take out something different, show a little different style. Give a little flair, right? Give a little flair to what's going on. There you go. Yeah, that was fun. man. That's awesome. It was fun in that thing. So did you do any damage to it? Oh, we, uh... (laughs) Or did Ron, I'm sorry, did Ron do any damage to it? The interior got so destroyed because it was so muddy, and uh, you're walking through fields and doing all that, and the interior just got... Throwing your gear in and uh, out. It got messed up bad, so I had to. Before I took it back, I had to take a about a half a day and steam it out. <laughs> you didn't didn't rip any of that French Corinthian leather in those things. Huh? <sighs> yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Somebody's knife got caught on one of the one of the things and ripped the ripped the seat out of it. Now, now, Jim, get, is is that something y'all can provide at U.S. Uh, Elite Gear? The like tactical Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> I could definitely look into it. <laughs> you could provide the driver, right? I was thinking usually just I was thinking maybe a good set of boots, but I mean, you <laughs> tell I, us about something like if somebody came to you and they're like, "Look, we know you kind of set people up with the right kit for right situations." Say, if somebody wanted to go on a mountain goat hunt, uh, what what kind of stuff would they need kit wise? I would think uh, definitely talking with your guides. Uh, on where you're going, what you're, what I would ask is like, what kind of altitude or altitude elevations you'd be at? What's the weather? Is it, you know summertime or wintertime? Uh, I haven't had much exposure in that. I try to get a feel of where they're going, what they're doing, and then get a feel for their fitness levels to be able to decide. Okay, hey, these dudes going to need like some really sturdy boots. Are they going to need, uh, you know, somebody somebody to help them out lighter kit because they're going to be able to carry a more durable kit. Uh, my, I think my value there would be to 
give them ideas and also suggest probably on some of the emergency equipment they might need mm-hmm. based on uh, possibilities they don't sprain an ankle or you know getting cut up or uh, god forbid a, a gunshot wound but uh, having some sort of an emergency kit that they can take in with them and then like like reaper was talking about that those vests that are set up and being able to maybe provide some information along those of like hey consider this type of stuff you know what, what you're hunting you know, what you're also going to be needing is a way to get that stuff out and how are you going to do that and address that whether it's through you know some sort of high speed pack that you're using that's able to pack that meat out or uh, so I, that's what i would look at is is trying to listen to what they're doing so that you can provide usable information back for to them not just well you're just going to need this this one size fits all thing and tailor it to their experience and where they're going so we got uh, zeke and i have a class coming up this weekend it's uh called fighting gun fighting pistol fighting pistols with uh tactical response james jager um yep. what what would you recommend that we we kit out i would definitely uh one of the first things i look at is a good quality gun belt something that's sturdy and durable that's got some rigidity to it because that's the foundation of of what you're going to be using if you have a, a loose belt and your holster is able to flop around or what have you unless you're going with a thigh rig or something you, you want something that's going to hold hold this thing to be right where you want it every time you go for it so start with a good quality belt nice and thick very good 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 rigidity to it and then get a holster that you're familiar with or that you can train on prior to the last thing you want to do in a in a gunfight is miss that draw get familiar with it reaper hit right on the head on that stuff you know having that familiarity don't go in there uh unprepared so even in a school like that get a holster draw from it a few hundred times before you even go so that you have that familiarity and if you get uh, some of these that have different retention levels and you go for it and you're not familiar with that you're going to probably end up giving yourself a wedgie because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get the gun out there and you're not as tested to it so as as the stress level but it would be a draw, tactical wedgie so yeah, no clear that up. Wedgie, so there's, there's a variety of things that you could look at and on, on what you're doing but the, the big thing is what equipment you do get and I, I know what I like and how I set my stuff up, but whatever it is that you do choose, uh, is get familiar with it before you before you strap it on and uh, go to the course itself, so that you you don't uh, maximize your your potential while you're there. Focus on the, on the learning, not learning your equipment. So does that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So here's here's kind of what I'm putting together for my kit. Let's give you an example. In addition to the belt and the holster, taking several mags. I, mean, I think he recommends at least five. Minimum of five. Minimum of five. So I'm, you know, I'm taking at least that. We got to have absolutely a, makes it a lot easier. Got to have a thousand rounds of ammo. So I'm going to load my mags before I go, so we're not wasting time in class loading the mags. So we'll have them preloaded. Well, caution on that because, and I'll say this is that each each person's different. And uh, if you show up to my class and you got loaded mags, I'm probably going to have you stop uh, because I might be doing other things like learning about dry fire drills and, and using those magazines prior to mm, gotcha. you know so so something to think about that is what it what is the class entail what is going you know, to have you doing prior to that so you're not you might be wasting your efforts there so right. maybe leave uh, a couple unloaded maybe leave a couple unloaded yeah but you can do some dry fire drills mag change drills okay that's and, a good point so with that is once once i do load you up i may have you putting different numbers of, of rounds in those or maybe dummy drills good like point the dummy round in with some stuff to cause malfunctions to force you to transition so just consider that before you go jacking all your mags up, you know, full capacity, and then wherever you get those, you unload them all because you're way ahead of the curve there. Uh, I would recommend just doing some dry fire drills first, getting used to doing the mag changes, 
uh, unless he's going to be teaching you something different or you just you're not familiar with that yet. And I would right. just get in that that weapon. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of clueless as to what we're gonna be getting ourselves into, but uh, okay. <laughs> so so that uh, I'm gonna take like rain gear in case it rains. It's a two day class, extra pair right. of boots just in case or shoes. I'm taking the first aid kit, taking a trauma kit. Yeah, Go ahead. Uh, is, is Zeke gonna be next to you shooting? Uh, there's probably gonna be several people. Yeah, yeah. just make sure Why you're not on. <laughs> you might want to bring an extra set of underwear if he's shooting next to you because that could get spit. Well, luckily his arm reach is above my head, so he's going to be swinging <laughs> above me. Yeah, it's like pin and teller. People hate shooting to my right because it's so high that the brass always hits them right in the face. <laughs> so when we did our when we did our video of the Hickok spoof, oh yeah, you know all the brass yeah, going down my shirt. Down I'm shirt. Like, ah. <laughs> well, one, the other, one other thing I would recommend when you do go is definitely keep an open mind. I, I don't care. My personal opinion is no matter your level of ability mm-hmm. or strength in, in, in shooting, is you can always, always learn something uh, from from wherever it is you're at. It might be what not to do, mm-hmm. uh, or you might, you're going to learn something that what to do. Uh, but always keep an open mind. I mean, I was, I was at a, a quick little class this, a couple of days ago. And I just got, it wasn't a trick. It was just something, me being a lefty has to, I have to deal with with the slide lock thing. And he showed me another little easy way to do it that I hadn't thought of. I was like, that's awesome. He's like, no way. I showed you something. Of course I don't know it all. You know, I do a lot of shooting, but I don't know it all. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Jaeger made a point in one of, one of his videos. Um, he said, you know, why would you want to go and pay the trainer and teach the trainer? something you know meaning that you know when he goes and tries to show somebody something they say well this is the way i've done it for you know blah 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 he goes oh bingo you just spent three hundred dollars to teach me something yeah there's there's a book (laughs) i'm reading right now from a guy that's part of our the firearms radio network paul markle and uh it's the book's called student of the gun and that's the point of the first chapter is no matter how much you learn you should always maintain the mentality you're always a student of the gun and you always always a better way to do something or a different way Mm-hmm. And if it's just even just refining, you know, just a small thing on a fundamental, you know, yeah. whether it's your grip or, yeah. or whatever, I mean, there's there's always something you can gain from that. I don't like to, you know, you're saying, like, well, what should I take? Well, uh, the first thing I'd say is take an open mind, brother, you know, and, and, and be ready Good to learn. point. That's, that's a great that's point. I can well, assure you that Zeke and I are going into this thing wanting to learn and, and bring something back. That being said, uh, do you think it's a good idea to take notes? Depending, it depends on if you're going to have a classroom environment. environment in well, yeah, it's supposed to be sixty forty. Well, what I'm thinking is after you know after the day's exercises and, and class, then at the end, just kind of reflect on what you learned and make make a log, like a journal kind of thing. Yeah, I was thinking about doing Definitely. that. Oh, we'll be doing it on the air. <laughs> we'll be recording it. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. But I, I could sit here and you know spit out every brand of uh, holster and mag and all the stuff that I like, but it, it's it's irrelevant. It, you're out there learning, and uh, you can make that just make that yours, man. So I mean, once you you get a feel for what it is you you're liking and you're learning those techniques, you can start modifying and tweaking your gear. I'm sure Reaper has a different way of you know a swing that he likes compared to what maybe I like, and come to a hunting environment to a tactical environment. Mm-hmm. So. That, those can be modified and, and refined as you see fit to what you're doing. And I sure when when I do get the chance to go out and do some blasting with Reaper, I'm gonna learn a few things on how to carry, you know, equipment for hunting. You know, I'm not just hunting dudes. 
<laughs> no, it's, it's, it's back to the hunting kit stuff. You know, a lot of people were on a budget, you know, and mm. they can't go out and get 12 different guns for a whole hunting season. What is a good round that would be, you know, something you can hunt groundhogs all the way up to elk with? Uh, <clears throat> you know, we, uh, we run into this question a lot because mm-hmm. everybody has these... There's a lot of, first off, there's more rounds out there than I ever even thought possible. Right. And there's always somebody thinking of something new with a different grain, this and that and all that. But a good all-around round that we've been using, and it's taken down a 500-and-some-pound elk, and we've taken down a one-pound groundhog and uh, prairie dogs with it. Mm-hmm. It's the 308, man. It's yeah. a simple 308. We use these Hornady Super Performance, or Super Performance, sorry, that's what they're called, Super Performance rounds. And, man, does it, do a, it puts a hurt on everything. Blows nice. a big hole in stuff. It flies nice. It flies out to, I mean, we shot it out to 1,200 meters with it and flies straight, and we really like it a lot. And it's, a, it's, an, it's an accessible round. It's yeah. not this hybrid type thing that as soon as the balloon goes up there, everybody's going to run out of it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and Hornady actually does a really good job with, whole, they don't hold stuff back necessarily, but they try to dole it out in a way that it just doesn't get bought up instantaneously for, for people. And our fans have had a, had a good response with, with being able to find it, um, unlike a lot of stuff. I mean, the, you guys know, ammo's scarce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We actually had some 308 today. Yeah, over at Academy. Academy had yep. some 308, and they had some 223, too. Actually. Wow. They had a lot of AK rounds, too. Yeah. But. Yeah, had seven six two. Um mm-hmm. no nine, no forty, no thirty or three eighty, no twenty two. None. Still not. I don't understand wow. it. They had tons of ARs on the shelf now. They had about Oh really? About fifteen or twenty oh, yeah. ARs. They did have a lot over there. On the wow. shelf. Their gun selection was full. Uh went to a couple of other gun stores too. So it's nice to see that that uh everybody's stocks are starting to replenish on all that jim as far as kit goes how big of a item uh what what am i trying to say here with us elite gear if somebody comes to you and i want a kit for my entire hunt all the way down to the you know let's say four-wheeler or something like that how far do y'all go in the extent of preparing somebody with their kits right now what what we're doing is uh enhancing the hunter's or the warrior's lifestyle from head to toe. Mm-hmm. So look at basically from your feet up, uh, being able to put you in the right kit uh, on your person. We don't offer four-wheelers or airplanes or tanks just yet. You never know. I mean, the, the yet. worlds are. are <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now it's in, uh, in, you know, the good, better, best type tiering system of, you know, I've got the best stuff out there, but not everybody can afford that. So what, what do I consider good that I would wear into combat or put people or hunting, excuse me, because that's definitely our culture too. That I would wear or put on loved ones. I would trust that that brand. Everything from boots, socks, you know, uh, base layer stuff, all the way up to helmets, gloves, eye pro. Uh, I think we're getting to. I think we're going to end up getting our FFL here soon. If uh, so, that's something we'll be able to offer also. So you can do weapon uh, systems. Some, uh, some variety of weapon systems also, or firearms, as some people like to call them, because mm-hmm. weapon is such a dangerous and naughty word. True. Um, Jim, you know, we, we, uh, I like when you're saying about, you know, you're saying some is expensive for some people, but, um, the thing we like to talk about is lifetime purchases where you can buy this piece of kit and it's going to last you for a long time because the average person is not going to go out there and just beat the crap out of it on a daily basis like you or I might. But the lifetime purchase, these are the same people that go to Walmart and spend 50 bucks a year on this one piece of thing when they could spend 200 or $300 on this piece of kit and be good for the rest of their life. 
And yeah, exactly. Uh, it's making and that we, point. Yeah. It's making that point to people that 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 we try to right. do. Some people are uh, not educated on that, so it, I feel you know. And what I like to be is is able to provide that value to our customer base. Is like, hey. You know, talk to me about what it is you're after. Some of the people we deal with in the special operations, they they know, man. Then it's just your job to listen. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, if I, how else can I be of value to you and express like what this people? You spend the two hundred bucks. I got a jacket I bought six years ago, and it's just now starting to get a little fray on the on the sleeve from going over my watch for six years. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a good piece of kit. I mean, that's money well spent. Absolutely. So I do believe in that stuff, but but I also understand not everybody can afford that high end. You know premium piece of kit so what else do i have that's going to give you the value mm-hmm. uh, and, and last you a while so bring that value to the table give them the information they need to make the sound decisions so that you also gain their trust you're not just some guy you know peddling wares and i'll see you in a couple months when your junk wears out uh, i refuse to do that that that's just that's basically criminal in my book so and that's so one thing that we we discussed in nra that i really really liked the way y'all do business and especially with the kit and getting things for people along these lines is a lot of people out there become salesmen and in business being a salesman is not actually selling something you are building a relationship you're getting to know that person and that's how you're going to be able to get them the best gear because you're going to know everything about them. Yeah, uh, and, and they're going to trust you. They're right, trust exactly. You're going to be the right buy them, and you're going to stand behind your stuff and you know, for the, as long as they're you know, a friend or a, a client. You know? so yeah, a trusted advisor. As far as a kit goes, what's what would you say is the most important piece of a kit that somebody doesn't need to skimp on? If they're going to spend the most amount of money on their kit, where, where does that money need to go? And go both hunting and just in general. <clears throat> just, just kind of a gen- yeah, general all-around kit. Uh, I, I have my views on that, and for me, I think having a, a couple things that I, I hope valuable uh, to be able to get myself in and out of situations, and that's a, a, a high, a, a very high-quality, good-fitting set of boots. You can get into things with it, and you can get out of things with it when stuff goes sour. You know, you, and you know that they're going to hold up and work for you, and then also. Uh, my eyes, man, protecting my eyes, high-end, good quality eyewear that uh, so I can protect my eyes so I can get in and out of things, you know, whether it's getting into a fight or getting out of a fight. Yeah. You know, I might be running the other way, I still got to be able to see where I'm going. Uh, those are two pieces that I definitely do not skimp on. I think in in the hunting environment, and I, I'd probably lean toward Reaper on that, but I'm, I'm always a fan of a nice high-quality jacket, something that can keep me warm, too. Like, I do have to hold up. Now, when you say... High quality boots and even high quality jackets. What are some of the the companies out there that make some really really good stuff? I'm I'm a big fan of a few. And I'll start with the boots. Uh, on like a tactical boot, I'm a big fan of the Rocky S2V boot. I think it's an excellently made boot. And uh, do they make the ninja comfortable. the ninja slipper ones? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're the not footsies. slippers. They're pretty damn close. They're pretty nice. <laughs> I think uh, Reebok's got some nice stuff out there that. Uh, that's not super expensive. Really? They're, yeah, they're actually making a tackle boot that's not too yeah, bad. Yeah, they've been making it for a while. I've been messing with those a little bit. If you only get into a hiking-type boot, like mountaineering-type stuff, I think Solomon is a, a really high speed. they got really nice stuff. Uh, a Solo, uh, there's a boot out there called a Coup. I can't even spell it, but I slipped one of those on a couple weeks ago, man. It was like a hiking boot that felt like a slipper. It was incredible. Wow. Uh, and but they're definitely expensive. But again, get what you pay for. I, I'm only going to name a couple on the jacket. I mean, if I Arteryx pans down, uh, outstanding stuff. There's a couple other companies out there that I think are making really high quality stuff. And like Beyond uh, Clothing, uh, Wild Things, Outdoor Research has some incredible stuff too. But if if I'm going to go to the rack, I'm looking for Arteryx first thing. What about uh, you, Doug? 
I, I man, I gotta say the boots is the boots is a key thing, and the, and the weird thing about it is boots are very personal. It's a personal yep. preference, and everybody's feet are different. Yeah, and you gotta try the you gotta try it on, man. If you don't try it on and you don't wear it around and you don't really get into it, you don't want to be in the middle of nowhere and your feet start aching because you still gotta yep. get out of the middle of nowhere. And uh, yep, and uh, that's a good point. Like he said. Uh, uh, we have we have some we, we're dealing with Rocky now. Um, they really make some great boots, and they're a lot better than the, like the boots I used to buy in high school from Rocky. For some reason, they, their quality went through the moon really? in the last ten years since I had any experience with them. And uh, Under Armour sent us some boots, uh, very comfortable. Like you said, a, a Solo and uh, and Solomon. I mean, those are top of the line, high speed boots. And as far as clothing goes, he, he you know he's absolutely right about the systems. We use Beyond Clothing as our clothing system. Uh, it's based on the the level the L nine system for the military, but basically you get this you get this box and inside the box comes everything from 120 degrees or whatever they say it's work all the way down to negative uh, degrees yep. and you just keep putting stuff on or taking stuff off and um, it's a layer system it's a layer system yeah and this uh, and this yeah their BD their BDU that they have um, Jim I don't know if you have any experience with it but this thing you can get it the muddiest nastiest thing you can be out there for a week and a half. And you just shake that thing off, and it doesn't get dirty, and it doesn't stink for some reason. Wow. <laughs> we can't figure it out. And it dries really quick. It's a matter too. of opinion, huh, whether it stinks or not. Oh, we stink horrible. <laughs> but, the, but the kid doesn't smell at all. It's kind of funny. I haven't had much exposure with them, but I did do a visit out to their shop uh, a couple months ago, and uh, really impressed with their stuff. And uh, we, we are in negotiations with them right now to uh, carry their line. I, I believe they make very good quality stuff, and I wouldn't be afraid to... Uh, put my name behind it yeah plus they got uh they got our man rick elder out there who's running the show down there now and he's uh yeah. he's the man beyond throw that company's name out there again yeah beyond clothing beyond clothing. yeah they're awesome doing a rebrand right now and uh and i know rick's gonna take it to the next level really nice stuff nice awesome check it out beyond clothing clothing dot com. com so jim uh can you stick around a little while finish the show up with us yeah. or you gotta take off or i'm here Awesome. All right. Well, we, we've got something we're going to talk about real quick, briefly. We went back and forth. Are we going to put this guy on the jack wagon train or not? Or There's a guy named Adam Kokesh. And we decided not to put him on the jack wagon train because I think his, his, his heart's kind of, sort of, in the right place with this whole thing. It just needs to be a little bit better thought out. He's doing an open carry march on Washington D.C. on July Fourth, right? Yeah, I got a, yeah. I got a quick question about yeah. this before because yeah. I I read a bunch of stuff after we said we were going to talk about this, yeah. and I watched his videos and everything. Now, when they're saying open carry, they're talking about rifles and shotguns, right? Uh, AR-15 platforms, loaded, right? Loaded, loaded. Uh, fully loaded, fully right? loaded. Right. Now that's what fully you said, loaded. right? Fully loaded, fully loaded. Now, is anybody carrying? Are they going to have sidearms as well? And are they going to be concealing at the same time? I haven't seen anything about it yet, but... What's his I, last name? Kokesh. K-O... K-O-K-E-S-H. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. it's... It, here, here's what they're doing. They're starting in Virginia where it's totally legal. They can, they can walk. And then they're marching across the bridge into D.C. where you cannot do that. As soon no. as they cross that line, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say for sure, but if I'm not mistaken, you're you're a felon. You're breaking the law as soon as you do that. And I only see this ending one of two ways. It's either the cops stop them, say turn around, get the heck out of here, maybe arrest them, or maybe some idiot in the crowd that's with them uh, instigates something with the cops. Well, here's the thing: they've all got loaded firearms. 
even even a it misfire could, kicks it off. Yeah, it could it could turn into a massacre. Well. No, it's right, not. Let me well. let me tell let me tell our listeners who this guy is. All right, real quick, Adam Charles Kokesh, right? This mm-hmm. guy we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't know about his middle name. But okay, yeah. born February first, nineteen eighty-two. It says here. This is Wiki, Wikipedia. I'm reading, so you know, take it with a grain of salt. He's an American libertarian, anti-war activist, podcaster, and... He's Co- a podcaster? And he was a Marine's competition. Kokesh was a corporal in the United States Marine Corps and is a veteran of the Iraqi War. Starting in 2007, he became a member and leading proponent of Iraqi Veterans Against the War. In 2011, he and Nathan Cox co-founded Veterans for Ron Paul. 2010-2011, he hosted a talk radio show and a brief television stint on RT. I don't know what that is. Russian television? Is it? Is it? Yeah, it's the RT, the Russian television thing. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Some of his demonstrations protesting U.S. military missions overseas and his acts of civil disobedience have been controversial. So it sounds like this guy is a, bleep this out, shitster. Yeah. And, and he just got arrested two days ago for uh, a pot rally in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. He assaulted a police, assaulted the police officer during the arrest. Yeah. So he's in jail now. He may not even make the, the this. He's uh, out. Yeah, he, he posted bail or somebody oh, posted bail for him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, it says right here, Philadelphia rally. He was, that was what, uh, May 23rd yeah. is when that was. Yeah, it was. No. I, May 18th. I think the one thing they'll need to watch out for is... Oh, he'll be held the, until May 23rd. Yeah. They're going to watch out for the, the, the one or two people that say, watch this shit. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you're holding my beer. <laughs> yeah, first off, you're... you're I, you know, personally, it's a, it's an extremist thing. You mm-hmm. know, an extremist is, is a really not a great word. And uh, uh, extremist with guns is a really scary word a scary a scary situation for me personally yeah, it's a and, dangerous situation and, and you know yeah, what would you say jim you're looking to insight some stuff you're, you're looking to for a reaction when you're doing something like that if there's an advocate and they're looking for a negative response you know and and it's just you guys know man you're not feeling that stuff anything in the extreme is, is typically not going to be a good thing no. uh, there's potential for a lot of harm if you go extreme anything and the, and the you know, whether it's politics the religion left wing right wing you're asking for it. And one of the things that's bothered me about this is, you know, he's gotten into it back and forth with a couple of YouTube guys, uh, uh, a couple of other like radio shows. He's been on Alex Jones show and he keeps saying, he keeps comparing what he's doing to the civil rights movement. Oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the African Americans knew that if they went and sat at this counter and, uh, they would get arrested immediately because it was whites only and they went ahead and did it and it was peaceful protests and Martin Luther King did these nonviolent protests and Gandhi. It is. It, it's, it, it, it didn't it, deal with AR 15s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I'm all about civil disobedience to make your point known and to get a point across and nonviolent protest. I mean, that's how. Like he says, the government should be afraid of the people, not the free people afraid of the government. But the problem is, is when there's laws in place and you're going to actively break those laws with a loaded firearm, it's a totally different thing. Yeah. It is no longer a nonviolent protest in that police officer's eyes. And uh, there's oh, a, you have the ability, you have lethal ability in, in your hands, right? Exactly. There. So, yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't. He's willfully don't, committing you know, committing a felony. Yeah, and the, and the other thing is that I just have this picture in my head that if you would describe it and say there's going to be two thousand twenty five hundred armed individuals with with AR-15s and they're going to be crossing a river to get into the capital. If it, it's it's just ludicrous what they want to do. They want to go and they want to march through the through the capital armed 
with a they want to be escorted they said and they're going to go around the white house and go around the capitol and, and do all this craziness and it's just i mean it's just it, i don't know what he's hoping for is is provoking something to happen and you know it, it's one of those things where back when i first started this discussion i said we thought about putting him on the jack wagon train but I do think there's a little 20% part of his idea that may be a good idea. But let's all sit down as a whole, as a group, as get some other people involved with the Second Amendment, I mean, that are they're pro-Second Amendment, and say, okay, how exactly we're going to do this? It seems like it was just thrown together without any deep thought with it because you could do something like, okay, march to through Virginia, get to that line where it's illegal, and then have your family members take the guns and then march on out and then give them back to you as you walk out. You're not breaking any laws. You're making your point. I'm sure the, the media is going to watch you in Virginia with the loaded weapons and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll get their point across. Just something to sit down and talk about it. But I think I don't want to really sling mud and call names, but it just seems very self-promotional in my mind, it, watching some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Yeah, well, he gets on a video and he says to another YouTube guy, why don't you come to this march, do it with me, and march behind me? Not beside me, which what we, sh- with we should me. all be doing. Not with behind me. He me. says, march behind me. Like, he's this, you know, second coming. He's a savior, yeah. Uh, for the second yeah. amendment. So uh, there's there's some little subconscious things he said that is just like, okay, you're just being a little self-promotional. Yeah, and uh, and he ended a couple of his, his – uh, he keeps repeating this one quote where he says uh, – <clears throat> We are truly saying in the subtlest way possible that we would rather die on our feet than live on our knees. Yeah. And you're saying that as an armed group right. that's going into this thing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And I, and I think that's just, it's provoking. And then the, the people I feel for the most for are the cops, the people that are going to have to actually deal with these guys face to face. And they're going to uh, be on pit. Oh, they're going to be on pins and needles, man. Yeah, they're going to have one the military guy to get deal with this guy, don't you think? That's the District of Columbia, man. It's going to be Metro PD. Yeah. You don't think they'll bring in the military? For that? I don't, I, you have to have a special act for that crap. Yeah, presidential has to. Yeah. Well, they're, they are hoping for President Obama's support on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I've seen that quoted several times. Um, That'll and, happen. And they're, they're highly expecting it, yeah. according to some of the reports that I've, I've read. Yeah, and it, it, wrong. <laughs> one of the YouTube people he's gone back and forth with is is James Yeager, and if you go and you watch a couple of his videos where he responds to Kokesh, he's surprisingly very calm, professional. Doesn't call him names. Doesn't say anything bad about the guy. And uh, a lot of you have been who have been wanting uh, two episodes a week. Next week you're going to get your wish because this weekend uh, Mr. Yeager is going to sit down with us and we're going to do a an additional little, little talk rebuttal. about this. Yeah. Uh, nice. about the Adam Kokesh March. So that'll probably go up next Tuesday sometime. So you will get two episodes next week. This just in. <laughs> Wait a minute, my computer's slow. <laughs> this is a little thing here. I, the caption said Adam Kokesh admits mental illness instability. <laughs> hmm. Wow. <laughs> it can't be true. And, and, and the other thing is with the uh, with the recent IRS admission to uh, you know targeting people. If you ever wanted to get audited, jump yeah. in on that march. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no doubt. Maybe <laughs> you will be audited. For yeah. <laughs> Just show up. So uh, supposedly he has admitted uh, mental instability in the past with uh, PTS, PTSD, post traumatic stress, one time congressional candidate and perennial activist Adam. Kokesh is organizing a program, and it goes on to talk about it. You can Google the guy's name and find out all this stuff, but yeah. 
And okay. part of my fact to fight the myth is going to be a, a, along the lines of this too. So he's uh, he's obviously an egomaniac. Yeah. We'll see how this goes. Trivia from last week. The question was back in our um, Bullseye Camera Systems YouTube video. How much was the cost for the thousand yard system? Answer was five hundred forty nine dollars. And the winner is what? Bryce. Five forty nine. That's actually dirt cheap for everything bargain. I get with that thing. Did you see it? The bullseye camera system. Yeah, thing? yeah, it's awesome. Oh yeah, that <laughs> thing's amazing. No, it's really cool. Yeah, we're gonna do a uh, sniper school in August, and they're gonna come out to that and do a whole set. Did you see that thing, demo. Jim? Jim, we lose you. Did you see the bullseye camera systems at NRA? I did not. Oh, go go on YouTube and watch our video about it. But it, it, it's the coolest thing. I mean, it's basically you can. Go and do thousand yard one mile shots without a spotter. It's a it, it's a computer program basically is what it is, and they use optical uh, OCR, optical character recognition basically is what the the platform of the the software is, and they've got a camera system set up that goes back and pipes wirelessly back to your laptop or iPad or whatever, and then the I'll the target yeah once you hit the target it starts blinking where you where you hit. Your last shot. Your last shot. So you put, you know, three uh-huh. shots, and it'll show your last one each time. Um, and then you can, if you're testing different ammo, mm-hmm. like different loads, you can color coordinate your shots as well. So you can see the different color groupings of each ammo. You can save it, download it to files, have it for for. Um, and it it keeps all the data for you. History, too. yeah. Uh, the the elevation, uh, windage, the humidity, the temperature, whatever you put in it, it wind speed, yeah. everything. It it monitors all that for you. So a really cool system. But that was the trivia winner. Bryce won. Bryce, shoot me an email at talking or talkingled at gmail dot com with your mailing information. You won the Rob Pincus book Counter Ambush. Uh, we'll shoot that out to you. And signed by us. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. We're not going nice. to sign Rob Pincus' <laughs> <in the> book. <laughs> um, new trivia. This week's trivia in the YouTube video we did with Reaper Outdoors. What were the two NFL teams that Doug here said he played for? So go to YouTube, look up the interview we did with Reaper Outdoors, and what are the two NFL teams that Doug says he played for? And you will win the exact same book. We got a few of those to give away. So we've got a few little swag items to give away. Thanks to Mr. Pincus. And then uh, probably next week sometime we'll have a video coming out with Jim. I've been trying to get that thing edited. Jimbo! Yeah. He's he's kind of scared in that thing. He's like a statue the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's built like a brick <laughs> house. <laughs> it's time for facts, facts to fight the uh, this week, fact to fight the myth. Doug, did you end up finding one? Yeah, hunting myths. Okay. And uh, it was kind of funny. Uh, Rupert one and myself were on the phone last night talking about it, and we were on Google. Yeah. And if you type in hunting myths, all you get is anti-hunting uh, animal rights stuff. <laughs> and uh, it was funny. We were going through all of it. And it's just, uh, it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, the people, these people have never hunted, never even been in the woods maybe, but they act as if they know what the animals are thinking and feeling and doing and saying. And, wow. And uh, they, they call them sentient beings. <laughs> like we're all sentient beings and you can't shoot another sentient being and all that. But anyway, the other, the, the real hunting myth that we wanted to talk about is tree stands. And we were mm. talking about people that we get all these weird questions and we get all these weird facts that people come up with and tell us that we're doing something wrong or right or whatever it is. And one of the biggest myths with tree stands is that people say deer and animals in general don't look up. Right. 
Now, from my experience, they absolutely do look up mm-hmm. and they do bust you. Right. And they're definitely looking around. You're a big blob up in a tree that they haven't seen before that's in their backyard. Obviously, they're going to notice it. Yeah. So deer do look up. So being in a tree stand is not, <laughs> not does not make you invisible. Man. And uh, along those lines Ninja. with that is uh, the camouflage thing. People will mm-hmm. buy a full cami outfit and they'll buy a pair of black gloves or brown gloves and they won't paint their face or don't won't wear a head net. So then you got these big orbs of color yeah. that are pale <laughs> out there in the middle of the woods. And you got to paint or you got to get a head net and you got to cover your hands. And they definitely, I mean, I've been busted with it. You know, I right. have my glove on and it's just like, oh man, can't move, can't do anything. And then the, the third myth of the tree stand that people say is uh, peeing in your tree stand. Mm-hmm. Now, I had always heard that you shouldn't pee out of your tree stand. It's probably a good idea maybe not to do it. Right. However, Reaper Zero One has had a deer on two occasions. He has peed out of his tree stand. Uh, and on those two occasions, the deer drank the remainder of the pee that was on the ground. <laughs> Laughed it up. Huh? Laughed it up. So, and uh, That's those supplements he's taking, right? It's, that's exactly right. We like to be well hydrated. On it.com. Uh, yeah, on the Reaper team. Yeah, we like to be very hydrated. Not only is it good for your brain, but it flavors your pee. It, it does. It flavors it up. And, uh, and the other thing is, too, sometimes when you're in a tree stand, you know, just to be safe, the myth of it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to fall out of my tree stand. Just get a harness. Yeah. Where it's uncomfortable, yes. Is it? And you feel less of a man, yes. Right. But you feel like a real less of a man when you had a busted neck or right. busted back when you fall exactly. out of there. And I've almost fallen out, and not, not by anything, but just wind. Mm-hmm. You know, where you end up falling asleep or something, and you get tilted out of there. So, yeah, those are my myths. So, Jim, uh, what's your fact to fight the myth this week? <laughs> Uh, my fact to fight the myth would be that the, the, the guns don't kill people. It's the people behind them that do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, that's just one of those things like, I just find totally hilarious. That everybody's <laughs> fighting the guns, not not the uh, the people that are actually pulling the trigger. I, I, I did a test the other day, right? So I actually took my AR and I sat it next to my front door with like <laughs> two boxes. I came back three days later and nothing was dead. So, uh, ammo fun. was still in the box, right? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, man, I expected a few kills out of this, but <laughs> I've got because they're so evil. Well, if that is true, you know, we all have the best behaved arsenals of you know history. Because mm-hmm. I mean, my guns have never killed anyone. Has your dog ever shot you though? Mm. Maybe it's not guns kill people; it's dogs with guns kill people. Yeah, I'm always leery about those dog stories. I think something yeah. else is happening with them. The, the dog shooting. The cats them. blaming it on the dogs. <laughs> Something. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the cat to shoot me. Or the cows. Figure it out and shoot me. Mm-hmm. Those crazy cows <laughs> on the Chick-fil-A commercials. You got one left hand? I got one. Go you for it. Go ahead. No, you go. All right. My uh, fact fight to myth is that, and it goes along with our subject of preparing for anything, and disaster mainly, but if something happens, all I have to do is call 911. So there's, there's no need for me to... Uh, prepare or take care of myself you know that goes back to people's mentality and and the problem with the country now with our country nowadays is that people rely on our government to take care of them you know it's your responsibility to take care of yourself and you should start preparing now and a lot of people say well it's too expensive i don't have the money to do it you know it's a it's a long-term plan you don't have to go out today and buy everything you start mm. stock, stocking up a little bit here a little bit there and eventually you'll have your three months' worth of preparedness, food, clothing, 
shelter. That's the biggest cop-out, biggest myth that, that I've heard as far as why people don't prep is that, you know, they're going to rely on somebody else. Yeah, and skills are cheap. Learn your skills. That's right. It'll save your life. And most of the stuff you can get on YouTube and YouTube is the greatest invention in the last 10 years. Yeah. Learn how to tie a knot. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Whoever makes those little pamphlets that you get for doing stuff, you know, those little $2 pamphlets, they've been out of business. YouTube's crushing them. (laughs) YouTube's destroying them. (laughs) Same thing with print media. My myth is, you know, with this whole Adam Kokesh thing, uh, doing a little show prep, watching a lot of his videos, watching some of Jaeger's, watching some of the other YouTube channels. Almost sounds like Koresh. Kokesh, Koresh, Adam Koresh, Adam Kokesh. Yeah, it is kind of close. Hmm. Mm. 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 Anyways, so, you know, after watching all that, I'm watching, reading some of the comments. On all these gun channels, there's people left and right just, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, just calling people names constantly, just going back and forth with each other. Right now, I mean, that's not a good thing. And they think it's cool and they think it's a great thing. I mean, I hate. 1911s. I hate Glocks. I you you're stupid if you have a Glock. You're you know, and they give nothing to back it up with their reasoning why. Right. It's, it's just, just kind their of personal opinion. It, it's everybody arguing when right now at the time that we need to be working together. That's my opinion, and it should be yours too. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it, we we can't we can't do that stuff. Uh, there was a guy uh, I can't remember whose channel it was, but he made a comment on the channel. Or he's like, I find it interesting. And I don't think he was a gun guy. I think he was just, you know, surfing YouTube. Mm-hmm. He goes, I find it interesting that I get on these gun channels and you are all calling each other's names and you're cussing each other out. And I go to a channel about building a house. And it's just, great job. Good video. Hey, I like that. I like what you do with this. Mm-hmm. Why can't the gun people be the same way? And I read that and it just like my heart sunk because I'm like, we can't be divided. If you're if you're in any subject matter and you're you're trying to fight a fight, if you're divided, you're screwed. You know, there's mm-hmm. no way you can win. And with this, I mean, we're in a fight for our Second Amendment rights. We can't be divided and dogging each other constantly. That's one reason we really didn't blast Adam Kokesh, Koresh, whatever his name. Because if he's got that big of a following and we can get him to do the right thing, hey. You know, let's all work together. Or help him restructure it, you know, maybe right. a little bit. And let's all be a little more sit down in the effectively. gun entertainment industry and but figure out But that's the thing. When you deal with deal. something this political, you're going to have that because you're going to have the extremists. I, you know, I don't know too many people who build homes that are extremists, you know. But yeah. uh, uh, and the home building is not very political. And I'm not, you know, bashing your uh, analysis there mm. at all. But when you get to something this political, you're going to have people that are divided and, you know, decisive on their side. And, you know, they're going to stick mm-hmm. to that no matter what. And then you get the people like this Kokesh, mm-hmm. his name, the guy. I mean, he, obviously, he's got a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. an intelligent guy. Uh, people like him. You know, they follow him, whether they you know, know what he's talking about or not. You know, people like that just are charismatic and they're going to get... You know, people to follow that don't even have anything to do or care what they're doing. You know, no. it's just like, hey, this, this, I like this guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow him. But um, you're right. I mean, it's up to us as responsible gun owners, Second Amendment proponents, to put the word out when somebody's getting out of line. Yeah, and, and, and try to help yeah. steer them back over. Absolutely, it's about it's about educating both sides. You mm-hmm. know, you educate. Uh, the extremist gun owner like like Adam Kokesh and you you said let him sit down and talk to somebody that's that's lost a loved one to gun violence 
and you let them sit there and talk to each other about it, and they're both going to learn something that day. Mm-hmm. And they're going to they're going to figure where maybe guns aren't all evil, and maybe not everybody that carries them is an evil person. And this guy's going to learn that yeah, sometimes crazy people with guns do crazy things, and it's hard because it's you know you say extreme because it is extreme. It's a gun. It's meant to kill things. You know, that's what it was built for. That's why it was brought upon this world. That's the guy invented it. You know, the guy was like, let's check this thing out. Look, gunpowder mixed together with something we can shoot at somebody. Let's do it. So, Those sneaky Chinese. That's it, man. (laughs) That's it. But, you know, that's the thing is it's hard to to separate people's minds off of it. And it's just getting to learn each other's side. That's all it is. It's education. Just like you said. It's sitting down and talking and hearing both sides. So this is kind of a call to action for all our listeners out there. You're going to disagree with people on the types of guns they like, on things they say in their videos, on things they say. You may have disagreed with us a number of times. That's fine. We're all going to have disagreements, but we can't end up hating and bashing each other because we need every single person we can possibly utilize in this fight for our Second Amendment rights. I'm not opposed to having this guy on our show and having him present his side of it you know? i'd love to have him and jaeger sit down and let's figure out a big rally well, maybe we, we should do. talk to him first before we get the two of them together no, let's get them together at the same time that'd be that's awesome. a pay-per-view <laughs> right there but hating and buy more ammo <laughs> that's it so we've got some new listener feedback this week we have one from you want to do the first one left hand I want Doug to do it. No, Doug, you want to do it? Um, it's from John. This one is sent from John, and apparently it was sent by his iPhone, from his <laughs> iPhone. And uh, John says, after hearing the most recent show about prepping, I have five boxes of Twinkies <laughs> that I've acquired. I would like to donate one to the show. <laughs> John, I will be sending you our address tomorrow. We will take Twinkies one of those rocks. boxes It's a, it's a collector's Twinkies. item now, right? They stopped yeah. making a Twinkie. Yeah. So... But that's cool. like a, like the number one pre- uh, that's literally like prep item. Old. They last, what, a thousand years, shelf life? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in a hunger situation and get a sugar spike like that, buddy. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. <laughs> Man, you'd, be, you'd feel great for about 25 minutes. The and you'd coma. Crash hard. <laughs> we got the next one. This was our trivia contest winner this week, uh, Bryce. He says, thanks for a great podcast. I've been listening for about a month now and originally found you through Hickok 45. Of the gun cod, uh, of the gun podcast, <laughs> of the gun cod piece. What the hell was I doing with that? Of the gun podcast, you and the gun dudes are in my top two. I love the laid back feel of the show and the goofy friendly banter. I have been into. Go- oh wait, no, that's immature. Remember it's last in, week? It's juvenile. Yeah. It's juvenile. Juvenile. Yes, that's right. We're it's juvenile. juvenile banter. <laughs> I have been into. That's just words. We could say, we we call it something else. <laughs> <laughs> I've been into shooting, or I've been into guns for a whopping three months. Started with a pistol for target shooting, and then a couple of rifles, a couple of shotguns, some revolvers, more pistols. Uh, but gosh, three months he's gotten some collecting going on. <laughs> I was gonna say he's he's uh, like you when yeah. he gets something in. Oh yeah, something, he's just full just bore. Full bore. Uh, a black powder rifle, first gun project, and a couple of ARs. I think I have the bug. Yeah, I think he's got the bug. All right. Yeah. Uh, my next endeavor is to take the wife shooting. Start looking into some classes and get a better situated for home defense. Sorry for the rambling. Keep up the good work, Bryce. P.S. The answer to your correct contest question from episode 20 is $549. Thanks again. Uh, we didn't have any new iTunes reviews. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, Doug, go ahead and plug anything y'all want to plug. 
You can go to uh, ReaperOutdoors.com to keep up with all the Reaper news. We're, season 2 is currently airing on Pursuit Channel on Mondays at 18.30 Eastern, 1100 on Tuesdays, and 12.30 on Saturdays, all Eastern time, and Pursuit Channel is on DirecTV and Dish Network. Nice. And go to their YouTube channel. If you, if you don't, I know around here in Nashville, yeah. if you've got Comcast, you don't have Pursuit Channel. I, I know YouTube is for less than 10 minutes, ADD people. But seriously, I really think that this is the future of media to anyways, uh, Absolutely. online. Absolutely. You can go and watch the entire episode on their YouTube channel. Yeah, it's 22 and a half minutes, and we're constrained to that because it is, uh, it's television-based. But I really feel like the future is going to be whatever content you have. We've, we've whittled down a six-day bear hunt in Maine, which we canoed in six kilometers. A hurricane hit us. We were down to our last hunt, and we're out there surviving. We didn't bring anything on this one. We had 11 fish between three big guys in six days, and and. We had to cut 99.9% of that hunt out because we had to put it in a 22 and a half minute format. So I really think the future of everything and hopefully the future of our show, if you could somehow monetize it a little better, is to just put the content that's good and let it it stand for itself and not be worried about time. Was that that hand claps, Jim? (laughs) (laughs) I know it was good, but I didn't know it was that good. Sound like a standing ovation. Standing ovation. (laughs) Very nice. Jim, uh, what about you? You want to plug some stuff? Actually, I have. I just uh, picked up, I just finally had a completion of a, an AR with a Predator Tactical Lower and a LWRC Upper and 5x6. Uh, <laughs> That's what you're plugging? <laughs> you're, you're plugging that? <laughs> I was plugging the, plugging the, the, the guns. I was plugging guns, man. What are you guys talking about? Jesus. <laughs> no, we're seeing if you want to plug anything like uh, <clears throat> US, like US Elite or, uh, <laughs> or Jim Irwin. Yeah, do a website. I'm collecting. But yes, uh, my plug obviously be for uh, US Elite, uh, elitecom for all uh, your tactical gear needs and outfitting your warrior lifestyle and outdoor adventure, outdoor adventure ways. We got to plug our agent, man. Oh plug, uh, yes, we we we've got to plug our we, publicist. I'm out of here with no skin if we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Megan so, Holly uh, is okay. the Megalosaurus of publicist. <laughs> Megalosaurus? <laughs> the Megadonis. Oh, the Megalodon. <laughs> I can go on and on. Megan's, Megan's awesome. <laughs> I'll just stick with that. Megan Rock. Megan is with White Raven Communications. She's our publicist. She is Jim's publicist. She does a phenomenal job. Uh, she's been working her butt off since NRA for us, and we really, really appreciate it. Jim, you want to say any good stuff? Outstanding job. She's uh, definitely a rock star and uh, knows how to do the business and keep us out front. Yeah, definitely. So thank you again, Megan. Thank and, you, Megan. Love you. And make sure to check out our website, too, www.talkinglead.com. Facebook, uh, Facebook Talking Lead. Talking Lead. Twitter, at Talking Lead. And especially our YouTube page. Oh, yeah, our YouTube. Yeah, go to YouTube and just search Talking Lead. Put up a lot of videos since NRA. And more coming. More coming. I've probably got another six or seven that are going to be popping out. Two more Rob Pincus videos that are going to be coming out this weekend. Jim Irwin. Yeah, we've got a Jim Irwin video coming out. No more Reaper ones until we go on the hunt. In the future, yes. It's coming. And then it'll be videos of us crying in the fetal position while they're all laughing. I'm going to get my, my <laughs> cataract operated on before we go. Yeah, you can do it, man. We'll do it <laughs> That way you. I can see. Oh, we'll do it. Of course, that, I got no excuse because Ron... Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, I was going to say, Ron, <laughs> no, Ron will be like, it. no. You can operate on my eye? Yeah, we can do me? it. Yeah, the Egyptians figured our cataracts. We can do it. I bet that 
that pill, the brain pill, yeah. would help. It might Ron, hey, Ron was a Ron was a medic. Probably so. cures cataracts. Nice. We can we could probably figure out a cataract. Let's yeah. do it. I'll be your guinea pig. Why not? <laughs> we could try it. I think we get great ratings. Hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> we want we want to plug next week's show. Go ahead. We're gonna have Gabby Franco. Oh yeah, next week is from, gonna be a fun show from Top Shot fame. Uh, our show is gonna be after the season premiere of Top Shot All Stars. And we're going to have Gabby on, and she's going to give some personal insight on her experience on that show and some other great things that she's got going on as well. And a possible, looking pretty good in the 80 percentile chance of a special guest that I'll let you guess uh, who it's going to be. But uh, Me? No, them. them. Oh, okay. But so. in the meantime, we want you to go ahead and start sending us questions that you want uh, us to pose to Gabby. And you can do that through our Facebook page or through our email address. Talkingled at gmail.com. Oh, we also want to thank Charlotte Ragland. We forgot to mention her. She is the manager of the Holiday Inn Express. Oh, in good old Charlotte. West Monroe, Louisiana. Well, when we went to see the guys at Duck Dynasty, we walked in there and left hand, and Charlotte had a little negotiating battle, and she ended up hooking us up really well uh, price wise on a room. We just want to say thank you, Charlotte, at the Holiday Inn Express in West Monroe. If you need Monroe. something negotiated, come see me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, almost forgot. Easy check. CDC check. Beat you to it. All right, Doug, you're the guest. What you got? I have my Kimber Pro Carry 2. Ooh. Special Reaper Urban Camo Edition. Really? Oh, we got to yeah. get a picture of that. Yeah, from... Uh, from uh, Cerakote did it for us. This, oh, nice. This uh, Japanese dude out of Cerakote, he just, I come up with crazy ideas and he puts them on my guns. <laughs> so I love that. And uh, it's in my Camelback tack bag. Nice. Um, with, the, with the little hidden compartment in there. Got my knife, got my Miltac folder on me. Cool. And my Streamlight little flashlight thing that goes on my keychain. It's like it was bright, too. I Super it. bright. I, I love it. I got to get a Miltac knife. Ever since I held one, I've been like, oh, I've got to get one. Yeah, yeah they were nice. Mm. They were solid craig does a really nice job with them yeah. and they st- and they go right through hogs i almost put my arm through it when i had stabbed one because really? i thought like i never stabbed a pig before so i'm thinking man you got to get in there with some force these things are mean and we yeah. we just had one take a 45 round of the head and it didn't stop it so wow. i'm thinking i gotta get in there like, there's no way a knife's gonna do anything and i went in there and i was just like Oof, and i got my body behind it and i went in there and stabbed that sucker in my fist actually went through the wound oh my god and i pulled it back out and i was like holy crap and then i went back in there again and i got the i ended up getting a hard two stabs and done and everybody everybody had the same experience those things will bite your arm off too won't they those hogs yeah, they'll, they'll they'll turn and charge you um we had a couple guys get run over uh I didn't get run over, thank God, but um, I jumped in a tree. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> if all else fails, climb the tree. That's right? what they said. That's the one thing the, the dog handler told me is, like, listen, if something's coming at you, just jump in a tree. And I mean, it's, it's true. You go back to the most basic thing. I don't think, think pigs look up. <laughs> this one this one was trying to get out of there. Yeah. Wow. He had two dogs on his head. And a 45 <laughs> in his head. 45 round right there, a skull. It did not put the thing down. <laughs> it just pissed him off. That's all it did. That's crazy. How are you guys, Zeke? Well, me, I actually attempted, I probably won't do it again. I attempted to carry my 1911 in a pair of shorts today. Mm. It's a little heavy. <laughs> Your shorts falling down? Yeah. What were you wearing? Where were you, how were you carrying it? Was it inside the pocket holster? No, inside the waistband. Inside the waistband? Yeah. How'd that feel? Uh, if I had a t-shirt on, it wouldn't have been bad. Cause if I yeah. had it tucked in behind. But the grips... Oh yeah, yeah. That was rubbing me raw. So no, I've been I've been rubbed raw a couple times on that. Yeah, I ended up just sticking it in the uh, in the console of the truck 
Well, the now FJ Cruiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got my Tool Logic yeah. with the flashlight. Nice. And, Blind me. And I thought we were going to retire this. Should this be no. the retirement night? Nope. No. It's never going to be retired. Oh, God. And the rape whistle. <laughs> <laughs> and what else? It's got something else on it. Oh, yeah. It's got a little spark. You're not utilizing yeah. your full kit. I, I am. See? Look, it's worn out pretty well. There you go. You yeah. you spark it at work, don't you? Yeah, I do. Just to freak people out. <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah. All right, nice. what you got? I got the uh, Glock oh, 22. Oh, and I've got my uh, Reaper your... Nation Reaper Outdoors wristband on now. Yep, yep, yep. You, you got your paracord bracelet, too. Yeah. I think the Reaper Nation band will do more for me. Yeah, we are going to come up with a, Highly a skill set for it, though. Yeah. We're, we're thinking of it right now. We've had a couple tourniquet. ideas, but we're going to come up with some sort. Yeah, tourniquet, maybe. Tourniquet. Yeah. But I mean, something. Pull it up. I know. <laughs> castration. Yeah, castration. There you go. Pig so, castration. Yeah, we can do it. So what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I got my Glock 22, Crimson Trace laser, laser in my uh, Blackhawk paddle holster, side hip carry, uh, Walther PPS on the ankle, 9mm. Uh, I got my survival bracelet, and I, too, have Door Reaper Nation Gen 1 wristband. Very nice. Thank you, Doug. Welcome. Appreciate that. And, uh, of course, my mm-hmm. ever favorite. Mm-hmm. Tool logic knife, flashlight, yeah. sparker, and <laughs> rape was. I, I uh, at the graduation party, I had it out, and I had so many people coming up to me. It was at my house. Wanted to blow your rape whistle? No, it was just the whole <laughs> knife in general. I actually started the fire with my sparker. Did you really? Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there comes a point giving, of showing off or simplicity. I would have just taken some. Well, I had, to, I had to show my skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> show my skills. Yeah, practice. But I gotta end up giving one away to uh, oh, nice. one of Pepper's nephews. Cool. As always, left hand. Keep your loved ones close and keep your firearms close.